the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Hope you are following us with the iHeart TuneIn and Radio.com apps. Can't be in the car all the time, but you can take us with you wherever you go with those three apps or download the Answer app. You'll find it in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Uh, Chris Ray still uh, testifying before Congress House Judiciary Committee. I feel so bad. I talked about the murderer's row of morons that the Democrats alternate with. Republicans in the questioning. Uh, didn't know Pramila Jayapal of the squad was part of the uh, Democratic contingent. Wow, man. Uh, apparently, other committees in Congress must suffer from a deplorable lack of stupidity if they're congregating Ted Lou, Jerry Nadler, Eric Swalwell, Hank Johnson, and Pramila Jayapal all on the same committee. Ah, it's okay. AOC... Ilhan Omar, there's plenty of fools to go around in Washington with a D beside their name. Here locally, the fire that consumed the food pantry at Life Community Church on Hilliard Rome Road in Hilliard uh, gives everyone an opportunity to step up, do something nice, and turn a bad situation into a great situation. That appears to be what is happening. The pantry is back open. Yes, it burned on Sunday, and it is back open on Wednesday in the same location, but not in the building. They have a tent in the parking lot on the east side of the Life Community Church parking lot. And so they're open 5 to 8 p.m. tomorrow, 9 to 1 on Saturday, 10 to 1 next Tuesday, 2 to 4 next Wednesday. I would go to their website, which I'm sure they will have the hours planted uh, or posted there. They are also going to be moving into a temporary space at Guide Church, which is at 4700 Britain Parkway in Hilliard. This is a bit of a curiosity to me. So they obviously have fire. You, know, you got lots of water to put the fire out. You got smoke damage. But they say everything that was a food item is destroyed. Why would canned foods be destroyed? Of course, I guess maybe... the Get, they get that hot in a fire. Maybe they're no good. But uh, I just had a thought that why would the canned food be destroyed? I mean, the labels would be burned off, but then you'd have a mystery dinner, right? You don't know if you're getting fruit cocktail or baked beans. And maybe the beans have already been baked by the fire. Uh, Norwich Township Fire Department, great people uh, who run the fire department in Norwich Township. They're taking food and personal care donations. The money, say, what are they going to use the money for? Well, they can use it two ways. They're going to have to rebuild, so they're going to need money for that. And they also buy a lot of their food at a discounted rate from the Mid-Ohio Food Bank, which is out on the south, kind of southwest side, down by Grove City, down by Exit 100. So they can use the money for that. So that's, uh, that's encouraging. I'm not surprised. 
uh, but I'm encouraged. Uh, nor am I surprised by the next two headlines locally. Apparently, when the Franklin County Board of Elections opened yesterday, the first day of early voting for the special election in August about whether or not to raise the standard for amending the Ohio Constitution from 50% plus one of the vote to 60%. There were people in line. Yes, people in line to vote at the Franklin County Board of Elections when they opened on Tuesday morning, even though the election is not until August 8th. Why would you be in line? Well, because you want to be first to signal how much you want to preserve the right to murder and dismember children in the wombs of expectant mothers. That's why. It's the ultimate virtue signal. Look at me. I can't wait to vote for more murdered babies. So I'm going to be first in line. Sick. Lee Penn, a Near East Side resident, tells the Columbus Dispatch that she has voted early on the first possible day for every election since she turned 18. More than 30 years ago. She is now in her 50s. She said she will vote no on the issue because she felt it was confusingly written and that it will hurt more people than it will help. Bet not. Bet not, Lee. Are you factoring in all the children that it will keep from being aborted? Oh, when you add those to the list, it'll help a lot more than it will hurt. You probably didn't think of that, did you? No, of course not. 1,050 votes were cast yesterday. All right, listen up, listen up, listen up. If you go to church, if you are someone who wants to authentically follow the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you have experienced his forgiveness in your life and you do not vote in this special election, I got to say, I question your commitment to standing up for the weakest among us. This is a layup to make it as hard as possible for bloodthirsty abortion lovers to kill children in the womb. A layup. You've got a little less than an entire month to get out and vote and to say to everyone you commiserate with at the church you attend, have you voted? On this, because I'm going to tell you, the Democrats have no problem getting out the vote. No problem. And through some vagary in the law, they're even able to get kids who go to college here but live in other states to vote. Do you think that they're going to have a hard time getting every single vote out against preserving life? Of course not. And it's much easier to organize a get-out-the-vote effort in a city, take a square mile, how many houses are within a square mile in the city compared to how many houses are within a square mile in the country. You do the math. You understand it. Ah, don't wait. Ah, Bruce, I'll wait till August 8th. I promise I'll go vote. No. No. This is a mindset we have to get over on the Republican side of the ticket. I know we've always thought, eh, I don't really know. Does my vote really count? Are they going to like put my vote in a back room somewhere, in a box, count it only if the Democrats have a big margin? we got to get over that. we got to get over that. we got to stop that, not just locally, but nationally. Here's Glenn Youngkin, Virginia governor, talking about the importance of voting early. Republicans got to stop sitting on the sidelines uh, and allowing the Democrats to do a better job of voting early. I'm tired of us going into elections down thousands of votes. I'm tired of it, too. 
And it doesn't have to be that way. Say, I have a philosophical problem with the early voting. I do too. But you know what? It is what it is. And you can bemoan it and feel like you are some kind of pristine authenticator of true election policy by voting only on the day. But the fact of the matter is a lot of people forget, particularly in a special election where you get like less than 10% of the electorate to show up or something happens and you can't vote. Don't do it. Go vote. Go vote early. I'm going to vote early and I've never voted early. I'm going to vote early. That way I know that my vote will count and I will have done whatever I can do to preserve life. I sound like a Democrat there when I say I've done, I'm doing everything I can do because they're big on that, right? We're doing everything I can do. We're doing everything we can do. We're doing everything we can do to uh, produce domestic energy. No, you're not. No, we're doing everything to lower inflation, to secure the border. They're always talking, ah, I'm doing everything. We're doing everything. Well, you can bet that the only time they ever really do everything they can is when it's something that's unconstitutional, unlawful, or sinful. So I have no doubt that when universities and colleges send out the signal that, uh, I know the Supreme Court out overruled uh, affirmative action, but uh, eh, we're just going to keep doing it. And way to go, John Roberts, Chief Justice, for leaving a loophole in your ruling that colleges can finagle away through the essay process or sit-down interviews or whatever, that people can still share their racial experiences. That's irrelevant. Totally irrelevant to your academic credentials. But leave it to Roberts, who wants people on both sides of the aisle to love him, to open that door. So, door opened. (laughs) You know Democrats are going to run right through it. I told you yesterday, J.D. Vance, senator, freshman senator from Ohio, says, hey, Oberlin, hey, Kenyon, don't be doing that. Now, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost sending the same message. He sent a letter out to public colleges and universities spelling out the risks they are running if they decide to take matters into their own hands. His letter says, Employees of institutions of higher education will face personal risk should they consider race during the admissions process. How could it be a personal risk? Because faculty at Ohio colleges have qualified immunity to protect them from being personally liable in certain situations. But Yost's letter says those protections do not apply when an official violates a clearly established constitutional right. These, This means employees who use race when making admissions decisions may not be entitled to qualified immunity. Any attempt to invoke that doctrine would likely be frivolous and my office may be unable to raise any qualified immunity defense on your employee's behalf. Good. Hit them in the pocketbook if you have to. Do whatever you can. The Dems sure do. It's pretty obvious that we are at a point in our country's history where we can agree on fewer and fewer and fewer things. I would never have thought that we would be getting to the point where we would debate the uh, severity of child sex trafficking or uh, react to child sex trafficking in a way that 
is anything other than uh, universal condemnation. Uh, but this week, the California Assembly, which is their state government, their public safety committee, public safety committee, blocked a bill that would have made human trafficking of a minor a serious felony. You heard it right. California, where common sense doesn't go to die, can't even get across the state borders anymore because long ago it was dealt a uh, murderous end. Their public safety committee and their state government blocked a bill that would have made human trafficking of a minor, of a minor, Okay, human trafficking bad enough, don't want to see them do it to women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, or beyond. No, no, minor children, child sex trafficking. Nah, we don't need to make that a serious felony. Come on. Is this a problem in California? Sex trafficking? Uh, It's only number one in the nation in human trafficking cases reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. What is the possible defense of this approach? What could possibly justify the people on the safety committee shrugging their shoulders, shrugging their shoulders. Now, how did the audience react to this? People shouted, you're horrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. Victims of human trafficking who had been there to testify about the horrors that they had gone through, how many times they had been raped during a day, how many different partners they were forced to service, broke down in tears. The only yes votes on the committee, which is made up of six Democrats and two Republicans, The only yes votes were cast by the two Republicans. The six no votes came from all Democrats. Now, what changed? Because early on when this bill was being discussed, one of the GOP senators who voted for it and co-authored the bill said she had spoken with Democrats on the committee and, quote, they all thought it was a good bill and said they would consider it. Except they didn't. They voted it down. Now, of course... This elevation of human sex trafficking to a felony of serious proportions would conflict with the state of California being what? A welcoming state for transgender kids who are not affirmed in their delusion that they are a different sex than the one that they are born. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has come out four square behind California being, as he says, a sanctuary state, which is so grotesque. It makes me want to throw up. And the Biden administration also has been downplaying this, refusing to take a stance on it. You look around, and what is the hottest movie in the country right now? Sound of Freedom, which is about what? Child sex trafficking. Back in 2014, Tim Ballard, who is the the story is about Tim Ballard, who dedicated his life to finding the victims of human sex trafficking around the world. Back in 2014, less than 10 years ago, Tim Ballard was the subject of a 60 Minutes profile. Last weekend, police broke up a major sex trafficking ring in Colombia, which has become a destination for tourists looking for sex with boys and girls. The police had help from an American who went undercover to rescue the children. And Elaine Quijano met him. Tim Ballard has one mission, to track down child traffickers. 
Four months ago, Colombian authorities asked him to investigate a tip that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within m minutes, he says, well, I've got, I've got kids as young as 11 years old. Back in 2014, that was something that was reprehensible to anyone and everyone. Now? Well, it might be considered hateful toward the LGBTQ agenda if you come out because, of course, you can't uh, can't call a pedophile a pedophile anymore. They're not a pedophile. They're a minor attracted person, right? Do you see this gradual yet very purposeful progression toward desensitizing people to the horrors of of taking a child against their will, selling them to a John for whatever that person wants to do with them and doing this hour after hour, day after day, month after month, year after year. I don't know how anyone who has a child or has a grandchild can not look at this and be thoroughly, unequivocally disgusted by it. And I also have to say, because I have this platform, and I pray about using this platform in a way that honors God and the things of God every single day, so I have to say, if you are voting for a Democratic candidate, you are endorsing this mindset. Said, well, the candidate that I support, Bruce, has never said a word about human trafficking. Exactly. Exactly. They've never said a word about it. They don't talk about pro-life or pro-abortion issues, Bruce. Ah, they're a good person. Jared Brown is a good person. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great person. I'm sure Joe Biden's a great person. I'm sure your vote for Joyce Beatty won't be part of the conversation when you stand before your maker in the afterlife and respond to the question what you did to support the weakest among us. I'm sure then it'll be a really, really justifiable reason that, well, Joyce Beatty's black and I'm black, so I vote for Joyce Beatty every single time. Andrew Ginther's a Democrat and I know the Republican Party. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, go with that. No, rather don't go with that. Think about the gravity of the positions that you're endorsing. And I'm not even for a hot second suggesting that Republicans are without blame. But on issues of parents raising their kids, is that a biblical position? Hmm? Mm, gee, I uh, think there's a commandment about children honoring their parents, respecting their parents. Yeah, I'd say that's biblical. About life and the preciousness of life, is that a biblical position? Mm, yeah, I'd say so you got to think about what positions you're endorsing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.